Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our Q&A discussion answering questions from you, the listener. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I am Pastor Brett Bowe, and I have with me... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. Yes, and this is the Jennifer Gumbel episode. <laughs> Shout this out is, to a faithful listener. Yeah. Class, just just for you. Of mine. Uh, end warning, uh, we are talking about politics this entire episode, Ooh. but not talking about politics in that way. Uh. <laughs> How's that sound? Uh, I... I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't really know what you mean. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're yeah. talking about some kingdoms. Two kingdoms. Yes, two kingdoms. Yeah. Two realms. Mm-hmm. Two realms, yes. yes. Love this topic. Yeah. Why did you you like to use realms more than kingdoms? Well, it'd be the, the from a Lutheran perspective uh, on this, the foremost voice in thinking about two kingdoms is Dr. Joel Bierman. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, his book. Yeah, his book, Holy, Holy Citizens, Citizens, W-H-O-L-L-Y Citizens, and also Case for Character. He mm-hmm. broaches a top ch- topic in that. Two excellent books. Uh, really yes. recommend reading them. Uh, but he is a uh, prof of mine in my hmm. doctorate program. That's Very not cool. just name dropping, but we actually had Ooh, a look class. at you, Mr. Yeah. Big Shot over here. Yeah. <laughs> very proper, very important person Dr. over Goodham. here. Yeah, not someday. quite. Yeah. yeah, someday, hopefully. Uh, but we had a class before he released Holy Citizens. We had a class on that material that he interacted, and he says he prefers the translation from Luther's work of the two realms mm-hmm. because it helps not make artificial distinctions and boundaries. Hmm. which mm-hmm. the one improper way to think about two kingdoms theology is separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's not correct. Which is not the doctrine of two kingdoms. It's not the doctrine realms. of two kingdoms, yep. although there's some Protestant denominations who think that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Lutherans get accused and Luther gets accused mm-hmm. of fueling the Nazis in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick, why... Why is that? Real quick. Why Why is it not the separation of church and state? Because uh, the fundamental confession of two kingdoms theology or two realms theology is that God is ruler of both mm-hmm. realms. Mm-hmm. And the Christian simultaneously interacts with both realms. And so it's not the state it lives over there apart from the church and mm-hmm. the church conducts its own business. Um, and while there is some value to discussing the merits of separation of church and state for other mm-hmm. reasons, it's not just a biblical distinction. The other end of the spectrum where people get um, two kingdoms wrong mm-hmm. is a Gnostic error, mm-hmm. which is confusing a material world and mm-hmm. a spiritual world and yeah. doing an artificial distinction between those two, yep. uh, which again, there is an element in two kingdoms to a temporal realm. Mm-hmm and a spiritual realm, but it is not, again, too separate, not mm-hmm. interacting, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like the two realms are, are blurring, not blurring over together each other, well, but like you're saying, we're living simultaneously in both at the it, same time. It's a more yeah. nuance. It's maybe, and oh boy, it's a good thing Dr. Bierman doesn't listen to this <laughs> podcast and can just crucify <laughs> me from it. It would look more mm-hmm. like, like a Venn diagram. Yeah, you know where you have 
two separate planes where there's interaction gotcha. and Put your the, hands the in way the, the way he diagrams it is there's two columns and there's a Christian right in the middle with the line going down the middle so that okay. we're fully invested in the kingdom on the left which is the temporal kingdom mm-hmm. the kingdom of the law and we're fully invested in the spiritual kingdom which mm-hmm. is the kingdom of the gospel is mm-hmm. the church rules and reigns but again the fundamental place we're starting with here mm-hmm. as we think about two kingdoms is the Christian is simultaneously in both kingdoms at the same time God rules mm-hmm. and is sovereign over both kingdoms yep, yep. at the same time thinking of that you want to ask Jennifer's I was going to say should we actually <laughs> ask her question now that we're a few minutes in yeah. uh, alright so uh, Jennifer asks um, what is the correct understanding of two kingdoms and vocation in the frame of nation send podcast episode she says yeah so here it is. Know. I don't yeah. even think we said the word vocation last. We did. I I, I threw it in there. You can go back and listen. Okay. I, I do remember that. We just, we just didn't do our whole vocation. Vocation. Yeah. Yeah. Brett, Brett has an internal cue and he looks at a certain <laughs> amount of time. We're not even paying attention. Yeah. He just leans in the microphone and says, <laughs> vocation. Yeah, it's in the background if you listen. It's kind of like playing a Pink Floyd album backwards. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not quite because it's not uh, satanic. Hallucinogenics. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's a great question, and it really closes off our last series topic well, because vocation and society, this is where the Christians are interacting Mm -hmm. with the political machine, or Mm -hmm. however you want to call it, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that what she mean by frame of nation? Yeah, it's... Mm -hmm. What is our vocation as a Mm -hmm. citizen? Of a national entity. Yeah, and, 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 you know, a vocation of a citizen of America looks different than Mm -hmm. a vocation of a citizen of Germany, which Mm -hmm. looks different than a vocation of a citizen of Which we have listeners across the world in different countries. 22 different countries listen to Being Lutheran, which just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, um, that's where we're at. And I think a Mm -hmm. follow-up question that Jennifer didn't ask, but I think is pertinent to the discussion, we've got two kingdoms already established where we're kind of going to go in that direction. But what does our, what does it look like? How does how do we respond as Christians when our vocations kind of crash into each other? When mm-hmm. our vocations interact with each other? Yeah. You know, we're. Uh, I think we did a particularly poor job in our series because of the way we set it up, of sounding like we are all in these vocations at separate times oh, and right. they're not yeah. interacting. So it's like, yeah. well, right now I'm being the vocation of a pastor because I'm recording my podcast with my pastor friends. And then later on when I get home, I'll take up the vocation of father and husband. Right. And then sometimes I'm a citizen, like that's my vocation of voting. Mm-hmm. But we have all of those vocations. Maybe one leads yeah, more. all at the same yeah, time. Right. And sometimes there's mm-hmm. prominence. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously... I'm probably not exercising my vocation uh, as a consumer when I'm at home reading a book to my kids. Or, you you know, consume like the that. book, you purchase... Unless I wrote yeah. the book. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, it's not that these are, are compartments that we yeah. divide up our time in our Is this our like men are, men are like uh, waffles and women are like spaghetti kind of thing? Never mind. I've, Forget that. <laughs> I've literally never heard that before. Really? You never yeah. heard that before? Men are from Mars, women uh, are from Venus. Joel, just the idea of compartmentalizing versus spaghetti is all jumbled Oh, all yeah. Together. No, Have you heard I, that? I actually use the spaghetti analogy yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I use TV dinners. <laughs> 
You know, men are like Guys, TV dinners I skipped and everybody's lunch today, and I'm just super hungry right now. But you know, I, I could see somebody actually making a spaghetti sandwich with waffle now because that's kind of like that the thing fantastic. now. It's like chicken and waffles, but we should make a run to. There we go. Somewhere for you, <laughs> White Castle. Oh, this episode was brought to you by IHOP. No, oh, and yeah. for all those poor listeners who are just sitting in a Sunday school right now trying to get through it, let's yeah, get right. back to the, yes. to the to the thing at hand. Vocation, vocation, Vo- two kingdoms. Vocation. So, what were you saying? Well, I, <laughs> whatever spaghetti and waffles, man. I'm not the one who derailed this conversation. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, we don't exist in our vocations yes, as separate, separate yeah. compartments. It's not like a tool storage bin or like, mm-hmm. you know, all of us have those, like there's four screws in that bin. And there's Speak two. for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's just in a pile and ice cream bucket in his garage. Pretty much, yeah. But we are interacting with our vocations in different ways mm-hmm. uh, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And perhaps to round us back into this topic in a much more effective and responsible way mm-hmm. is to look at what is it, Acts 4 or 5 as uh, Peter and John have been arrested by the Sanhedrin and thrown mm-hmm. into prison and they've been brought forward for trial and commanded, we told you not to preach in this name. Yeah. Peter's big response is we must obey God rather, rather than, than men. Mm-hmm. And so, while we have different vocations and there are different estates in which we look for those vocations, there is a hierarchy mm-hmm. where our vocations are more important. So, which is why we address them in the three estates. And it's kind of inverted a little bit because first estate is family, second estate is the church, mm-hmm. third estate is society. And, and since this is Jennifer's episode, you know, she she's the one that was talking about. No, it's four. Yeah, four instead of three. And, yeah. Well, we're just we'll we'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, however you want to delineate it to think about it. Feel yeah. free. It's not a part of scripture. It's yep. it's just various traditions, whatever. But your primary vocation in life is your vocation as a Christian. Mm-hmm. What is supersedes everything else is your standing before God as a redeemed mm-hmm. and forgiven child of God. That is the most important, the most foundational to your being, to your character, to your identity, however you want to classify it. Yep. Second most important vocation uh, is if you're married is your spouse. Mm-hmm then your family, and then everything flows from that, okay? And so where we get to this Acts 4 or Acts 5, they're mm-hmm. basically the same chapter back right. to back. We must obey God rather than we man. We must obey God mm-hmm. rather than man is how do you interact with politics? We have a secular government here in the mm-hmm. United States. We have separation of church and state to round back to that topic. Yep. How can we interact as a Christian without overtly Christianizing Everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a part of the Protestant Church that thinks we should only have Christian rulers. Can uh, can Christians experience the godly benefits of His provision mm-hmm. in society? From I mean, uh, j- just to be completely random association with everything's mm-hmm. going over here. Uh, the presidential election of was it 2012? Uh, Mitt Romney was the Republican candidate oh, right. against yep. Barack Obama. That seems right? like a lifetime ago. Oh, well, in, in Twitter world, it was a lifetime yeah. ago. It happened before yesterday, right? <laughs> um, but there was, among conservative Christians in America, this real crisis of can we be led by a Mormon? Mormons, by confession, are not mm. 
Christians. They're mm-hmm. not a Christian denomination. They deny the Trinity. Mm-hmm. They deny the divinity of Christ. Um, and and there is this conundrum: Can we? What, should we only have Christian leaders? And then you had Martin Luther's apocryphal quote thrown out there, or at the least out of Turk. context. I would rather be ruled by a wise Turk than a foolish Christian. You know, and, and all of these things. These are. This is at the heart of the question Jennifer is asking. This is at mm-hmm. the heart of how Christians need to do a better job of thinking about their vocations. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to it when we're thinking about two kingdoms: um, we must obey, obey God rather than men. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if, as a citizen of the United States of America, you are ever compelled to deny the gospel to deny your Christian faith, that is the place for civil disobedience. We must obey God rather than men. You preach the gospel and then you accept the consequences. Mm -hmm. So if the punishment is imprisonment, go to prison. The punishment is death. You go, go to the bonfire and you rejoice that you have been considered worthy to die for the cause of Christ. Yeah. Daniel is a a great example of Mm -hmm. that as how he lived in a foreign Mm -hmm. land and uh, obeyed the laws, except for when they interfered with Mm -hmm. his faith in Christ, and he's a he's a great example. It's a, mm-hmm. the, that first half of that book is just a wonderful example for us as believers. Uh, yep. Daniel yep. makes for an excellent study on the doctrine of two kingdoms too, because mm-hmm. uh, he operates in his vocation well. Yes, and yeah. he loves his neighbor, and he does a good job yep. in his government job. I mean, as Joseph did mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joseph's yeah. A, another great example. And the the lasting image I have as we consider how this function is Daniel going in to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And he says to his king, Oh king, may this vision you've received be for your enemies and not for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Nebuchadnezzar dreamed he was going to be overthrown and that's where he gets, you know. Or even Daniel, he would address, uh, you know, long live. Oh king, live king. forever, exactly. long live the yeah. king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all long of live that. the king. And, and so as far as uh, nationalism is concerned, as far as living, uh, there is room for being a patriot and being a Christian. There's mm-hmm. room to love your nation, yeah. but it not at the expense of your faith. I mean, there's a difference between being a patriotic Christian mm-hmm. and American patriotic Christianity, yeah. which associates the Christian mm-hmm. faith with the Republican Party. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there is difference. And uh we have to be aware of that. There you have to uh be aware of, well, in the game of politics how do you function as a Christian lawmaker, right? And, I mean, some of it is giving out deals, and, I mean, all of these are are moral or ethical questions, but it comes down to vocation Mm -hmm. and how we interact with the world around us. Mm -hmm. And so in two kingdoms, the kingdom on the left is the temporal kingdom. It is material. It is ruled by the law. The law, yeah. Okay? God rules in society by the law, which means speed limits are good things. I had to For the most bring part. myself... <laughs> Uh, I had to bring myself uh, to say that, <laughs> even though Veerling Road in Shakopee is four lanes all the way through and nah. 30 miles per hour, uh, uh, but it, yes. it's there for the protection of society. Yeah. Uh, we as Christians hold our authorities, whatever faith they come from, mm-hmm. that they do what's best for the citizens of their, mm-hmm. whoever they're governing. We We hold them to ruling well, to caring for the defenseless and, and managing 
the yeah. economy well and things like that. The kingdom on the right, the church, where the church is interacting, is ruled by the gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is, God calls people to repentance and to salvation through his word. Yeah. Um, what this means is that we do not use the kingdom on the left mm-hmm. to compel people to salvation. Yes, yes. Right? That's, that's where this crossover comes, and that's where the blurriness of church and state comes in. Mm-hmm. And we also don't, to kind of tail end of Jennifer's question, we don't allow nationalism mm-hmm. to affect our identity as Christians. Yeah, right. Right, right so, on. Uh, there, there are places do you, do for peaceful that, po- protests yeah. and resistance. And do you think that people that especially like to fuse the American? Uh, I think how did you say it? Like American patriotic uh, Christianity. American patriotic Christianity is that kind of like an example of gospel uh, yep. of mixing together law and gospel. When well, it's more so when it, it can be, but mm-hmm. gospel, you know that mingling, commingling of law and gospel is intrinsic to all of us. It's not just an American patriotic. Yeah, I'm it's, saying is an, ex- an example. It, 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 of it can be an yeah. example, but it's also like, uh, you know, every Republican candidate for the last 30 years has been a, a an angel sent by God to protect <laughs> his people, right? Sure. Um, I mean, Christians have had to really wrestle over the last three years of Trump's policies versus his moral or immoral lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, you have Christians making themselves to be hypocrites because of the way they've been attacking guys like Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, mm-hmm. and they would turn the other way and not consider Trump's vices. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, you know, you can Christians be governed by someone who is very obviously does not have a life of faith and have positive benefits from someone like Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to realize, and if we get emails, we get emails, but this is a man, <laughs> this is a man who during the campaign cycle said he felt no need to repent of his sins. Yeah, right. That's a recorded quote. Christians have to wrestle with that. But, you know, what What it would have been different being ruled under Mitt Romney, other than Romney's probably a nicer guy than President Trump is, right? <laughs> But if he's a Mormon, he does not confess the same faith that you have. Right. Yeah. You know, and to 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 really muddy the waters as we consider these issues, for eight years, President Obama adamantly stated that he was a Christian, and the church was not particularly friendly or forgiving to President Obama. Mm-hmm. So we have all of these things going on, and Jennifer's question is: How does the Christian? interact. Mm-hmm. And, and the very first thing was it's not black and white. Yeah. I love how Paul kind of paints some of that as he calls us ambassadors for Christ in Second Corinthians. And if you think about what an ambassador does, it represents their true homeland in a foreign land, but operates within mm-hmm. the laws and the guidelines of the land they're in all the while mm-hmm. representing mm-hmm. and being a true member of their homeland. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the Lord's Prayer, that kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as mm-hmm. it is in heaven. And so you just, I think you just have to be very careful. Um, I know that um, many people love this country and there's many aspects of this country that I love as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that begins to infect our theology or determine our theology and we began to speak more about political climates in the pulpit than the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we're in danger. 
Yep. We're, we're in a dangerous place, and it's not, not the way that goes. Uh, when we come together in corporate worship, we are, in essence, mm-hmm. going to the embassy of the eternal kingdom of God. Yeah, right. And that is really our focus, mm-hmm. is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, there should be, in every congregation, people of different political uh, leanings, <laughs> and they should all get along as a family knit together in Christ, as yeah. a body in Christ, even though they may disagree politically. Yeah. We can agree on the one thing is that Jesus is Lord. We serve a triune God and how Jesus will come again to bring mm-hmm. those who are his home to live with him in our true home for all eternity in a place with no more sin or death. And yeah. that's what we stay focused on. And, and to say it probably more crassly than I should, we start by realizing that scripture points us to Christ and not to America's welfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's a good starting point to just kind of get out of the way. You mean the eagle is not... I'm just yeah, kidding. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing is what we've been talking about throughout this entire episode arc on vocation. Uh, the way that it is best done is to love the neighbor that God puts in your life. Mm-hmm. And so that starts with your own assurance of salvation to know where you stand with God so that you can sacrificially love the neighbors that God has given you. And you do that in your families, uh, in your congregations, in your church, and then in society around you. Part of loving your neighbor is by being a good citizen, by being a part of the voting process, mm-hmm. by making sure that wise and even biblical mm-hmm. laws are passed to protect the unborn. Yeah. Uh, to protect the elderly, to protect the defenseless. Uh, And sometimes you get to a level where that gets muddy. Even conservative, Bible-believing Christians can come to a divergent point where we think doing whatever it is that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. there are two different ways we think that ought to be gone about doing that. Um, And so uh, keeping vocation in view is how do I love my neighbor Mm -hmm. in this? Is not we're not looking. How does my neighbor love me? But how do I love my neighbor? Is one way to answer that. And then it's uh, you know if we really want to drill down and talk just briefly about the vocation of a citizen, mm-hmm. it's biblical wisdom. Again, it's your assurance of salvation, so you're not hanging the hopes for your salvation on politics. Uh, and it's asking the question with everything you're doing: Am I loving my neighbor? Mm-hmm. Or is this selfish? And sometimes loving your neighbor is um, speaking the truth in love. If they're doing something illegal, yeah. that's calling the authorities. Mm-hmm. Holding a criminal accountable is loving that Your neighbor. neighbor. Yep. yep, absolutely. And it's protecting your other neighbors from further crime. Absolutely. You know? Yep. And, and when it comes down to it, I, mean, I know I'll get someone will say something about the selfish comment. I want laws to be passed so that my, you know, my dollar goes. Farther. I want to be wealthier than I am. And nothing wrong with having a good economy, but I also want others to be wealthy and not just me. Mm-hmm. And that's how we bring neighbor into it. Yeah. You know? and that's that selfless Christianity that's described in Philippians chapter 2, looking to the needs of others is more important than yourself. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Bingo. All right. Got to wrap it up, Brian. Yes. Uh, John chapter 17, Christ's high priestly prayer. I, I've always stressed that you know when, when you're about to die, as Jesus was about to die for the sin of the world, and to carry that burden for us, you pray what's important. And in that prayer, he says this in 15 uh, and 16. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Amen. Amen. 
Hi, and thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our Q&A discussion. God bless you, and have a great week.